Uh, so let's get this started. We've got, uh, coming to us from Atlanta, we've got TC Barrera. From New York City, we've got Katha Gentis. From New England, we've got Alicia Orsini. From Austin, we've got Maurice Moore. And from LA, joining me is Jennifer Coe. Uh, thank you all for being here. You guys are a very eclectic group who do very different and awesome things. Um, so I guess let's just kick this off with, uh, tell us the, maybe the first thing that comes to mind as being a filmmaker in your city and why you love it. Uh, TC, go first. Oh man, uh, that's, a, that's a great question right off the bat. Without saying too many words, I'd say uh, the diversity in both people and in the types of work uh, that, that comes through Atlanta and, and how dynamic everything that happens here is. Uh, I guess that's the first thing that comes to mind and and the the good balance between independent work and studio work that comes through and yeah, all that good stuff. Um, okay, Keitha, same for you. Yeah, hey, I'm Keitha coming from New York City and I mean, there's no other better place than the Big Apple. I've shot in Los Angeles, I've shot New Jersey and I would say New York City is such a film friendly place uh, similar to uh, what TC was saying about Atlanta. I mean, we've got an incredible wealth of talent. Uh, we have film credits. We have literally one of the most friendly, easiest cities to work in and, you know, an amazing backdrop. Love it. Love it. All right. Tell us about New England, Alicia. Uh-oh, you're muted. Are you muted? Really? Nope. Unmute again. It's these there headphones. Man, all right, so you might hear my own. Okay, I'm not gonna like pull any punches and tell you that we're friendly up here in New England. We're real. <laughs> no, we're, we're real friendly though. I, I got six states to rep for you today and we have tax credits, we have resources, we have a workforce. Uh, I'm the president of Women in Film. We've got that going on. I mean, shooting in New England, it's like no big deal here. You know, uh, it's fun and we are friendly, but we're, we're mostly real. <laughs> and moving to Austin with Maurice. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, Austin's really friendly. I will tell you that right away. Uh, so I, I'll go on the opposite side of New England. Austin's really friendly. Um, TC stole, um, stole all the really great answers because Austin has the same thing. The diversity here is incredible. Um, the caliber of filmmaking here is incredible from, from short films to independent feature films um, to studio work that's going on uh, and just flat out the talent in general from performers to the crew. Uh, I've worked with a ton of different people from actors to, to writers, to producers, to filmmakers. And the, the caliber of talent here is incredible. But the one thing that I love most, and this is what I think is the best thing about the film industry in general, is that the, 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 the working together, the, the collaboration that happens in this city, in this state, uh, with everybody um, to make the great product, to great, make great film um, is incredible. Um, that's the best thing about uh, Austin in general, has been able to collaborate with so many different uh, entities in the, in the profession. All right, and finally, Jen from Los Angeles. We've got uh, two Jens here and we both use double N. Double N, you gotta do the double it. N. Gotta have two Ns. Um, so I guess the first thing I think of when filmmaking in LA is, LA is huge. So there's, you know, just within, there's the city of LA, then you've got the whole county, and then you have 14 municipalities outside of LA. And so navigating the system, you know, luckily we have Film LA, which is, you know, our, our local film permitting office. They help you kind of navigate the ins and outs of permitting um, and where you can shoot, when you can shoot and things like that. Um, the beauty of it being so huge is, is that you have so much uh, access to different like places at your fingertips. You've got beach, you've got desert, you have city, you have anything you can think of. And obviously, you know, it's, it's Hollywood and here's where so many people come and uh, to, to create here. So you have access to crew. And I mean, it's, I've filmed in, in New York and, and uh, Austin before. It's been great. But whenever I come home, I'm like, oh, I know exactly where I need to go. Things are just so accessible here. And you just have, so much uh, access to things at your fingertips. So that I love great. it. Uh, Sarah wants to make sure that we all know Austin has that too. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there was a great one up here. There's so many, so many comments. I love it. Um, 
Sarah, I love how many women are representing. Absolutely. Very important at Black Magic Collective that we have diverse because filmmaking is everybody. Is, there are diverse filmmakers and this is the face. All of this you're seeing. Uh, M. Jones from Florida. Let us know what you do in the biz and also why is Florida the best place to film? Tell us that. And OK, so uh, Sarah wants us to know that Austin is cheaper than L.A. True. So let's jump into that, actually. Um, so Austin, Maurice. Yeah. So, so uh, we lost Jen. I'm sure she'll be back in a second. Uh, I can speak from experience. L.A. is not cheap. <laughs> Talk to us about Austin and sort of like how are you getting by on low budget projects? Like what's the lowest budget you've shot on? And what what about Austin made that easy to do? Oh wow! The lowest budget is like a grand, depending depending on what what we're talking about doing. Because I still do short films. Uh, I produce short films, and I I, I mentor um, up and coming filmmakers as well. Um, so creating budgets and opportunities for them to do the work. So I do low budget, mid budget, and high budget um, films. But yeah, I I lived in LA for about a decade, and filming in LA is beautiful, but it is incredibly expensive. In Austin, um, the the film friendly community. And like, as I say, collaboration is probably the most important thing. So it's the, the tax incentives, I think are great. They used to be even better and now they're getting stronger again. But the, the amount of individuals that you can rely on, people that are doing things in time for you, um, finding locations and finding crew and individuals that are working for the, the ultra low budget um, wages is the amount of talent that we can find with the with the with the amount of money that we can spend, whether it's low, mid, or high budget, is an, is incredible. Plus, the locations you can get permits for free here, um, basically in, in Austin, as long as you um, have insurance. Insurance is, is first and foremost, but most of the permits, except for city and state buildings or, or parks, um, you get basically for free. So you can shoot all around the city and the diversity in the city, from historical areas in the city. Austin is the capital. Well, let me let me stop you because I want to uh, since we're talking about money, the money part first and permits. LA is not cheap for permits. It's right. absolutely not indie filmmaker friendly when it comes to permitting. I'm talking we're probably what Jen 650 700 just to it's start. 700 yeah, just to start and then if you have you have to like you have notification fees if you're filming on residential. You have rider fees if you change like your time. If you have to push it an hour, you have to pay this. And then you, depending on where you shoot, you have maybe you have to have like a film monitor and all this stuff. So I always graduate like minimum $1,200 minimum like for a permit. And that's per day usually. Okay. Like there's there's yeah. no there's no like oh we're gonna film for a week. You can get a grid permit and film yeah. say all over this certain block. Yeah. But you have to pay each day for that. Yeah. Um, TC, what is the permit situation like in Atlanta? So I think it's so I think it's so interesting to hear all of this. I I was born and raised in Los Angeles and started my career there in 2015 uh, is when I left and, and came to Atlanta. And then since then I've I've worked in I've worked around Austin and I've done some work in Dallas. I've worked up in New York. I've worked near Boston. All of those phenomenal places. And I think it's so interesting. Uh, I just got off of a feature literally four days ago. It had Michael Rooker. Bruce Willis, uh, Olga Kurylenko, who's a who's a Bond girl from, I believe, Quantum of Solace. And we shot in a place called Tifton, Georgia, which is about three hours south of Atlanta. Uh, and I think it's interesting. Now is, is a really weird time for uh, permitting and, and discussions about permitting. The state of Georgia uh, just passed a new bill that would uh, allow better tax incentives to be in South Georgia, which is just outside of Atlanta, uh, to to assist with the coronavirus pandemic and how uh, the pandemic affected uh, agricultural towns. Uh, so actually in South Georgia, uh, where I just was, and in places like Thomasville and Valdosta and Tifton, Georgia, which is just outside of Atlanta, but super close to all the infrastructure and still very well connected, uh, it's actually dirt cheap to get things like permits. It's dirt cheap to do anything there. I mean, we were shooting in this town, Tifton, Georgia, which shout out to the people at Tifton were, were so kind and, and wonderful to us. Um, but it was, it was literally like, like almost free. It was dirt, dirt cheap permits. And we were doing like really large stunts and, you know, we, we blew up a building. We, you know, we were crashing cars, we were shooting stuff. It was, it was insane. And it was one of those things where like, you know, you look at the city of Atlanta and one thing that I, that I haven't mentioned that I think is so fascinating is that it's the middle of so much. I mean, we talk about people from Florida and the Carolinas and, 
you know, Tennessee and all of these different places. And Atlanta is right in the middle of that. Uh, and I think what's interesting when we talk about permits and money is that so much of that is so cheap because you're in a place that relies on uh, economically on things like the agriculture industry. And it, it's cheaper and, and everything is cheaper here. So when you talk about things like permits, you just, you know, everything is cheaper. I mean, Do you happen to know offhand? Yeah, uh, you have to know offhand who, um, I think I'm going to echo from somebody. Everybody mute that's not talking, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, do you have to know offhand how much it is to get a permit if you want to shoot, say, downtown Atlanta for a day? Unmute yourself. Unmute yourself. There it is. Uh, so in Fulton County, I believe we're looking, which is like downtown Atlanta, I believe we're looking at like five to 800. Uh, for me, so it's still the pretty last pricey. Yeah. I mean, be, and that's purely because, again, we've got so much studio work that's coming into Atlanta that it's it's skyrocketing prices. But the last shoot that I did in downtown Atlanta where I had to deal with Permit World uh, was in early 2020 before the pandemic. I think we got a permit for it was like maybe like 485. So right around like between 450 and like 800, basically. So, so far, L.A. and Atlanta are crazy in their permits. Uh, Austin is easy. Let's talk about New York City, because I know in New York City, I filmed in the middle of Times Square with cops staring at me and not they just didn't even blink an eye. Yeah, I'm just saying that is what's shockingly amazing about New York. So the permit, I believe, is three hundred dollars which usually just get if you're shooting on a street, you know, where you need to shut things down, you get the police, you get cars towed, you get a fire department. The police department in New York has its own film division to make it super friendly for filmmakers to make that happen. And I think it goes, it's counterintuitive with anybody would imagine. So it's very, the New York um, city office is so easy to work with. And because I do, you know, pretty low budget feature films that, you know, get major distribution, but I'm shooting all in that SAG modified low budget space or, you know, which is like around anywhere, you know, the three to 500,000 range. So every dollar matters. And I mean, you could shoot and say, I just did a short film for not a lot of money in Central Park. I've shot in Central Park. You just have to let them know. Like they don't even <laughs> fall under the jurisdiction of the city. And so... And, you know, we did this a little bit gorilla and the park rangers came by and they're like, do you have a, you know, do you have a permit? You know, you do that little, uh, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, we yeah. called somebody and they're like, well, just move your, your equipment off of the tree. And then they left, you know, that wow. was so, and I've shot just in terms of locations as well. I shot once and with like Steve Gutenberg. Um, and again, I can talk about how friendly talent is to give you reasonable rates and you can get LA people to work as local hires in New York. Let's stick on permit the permits yeah. and the cost first. Yeah, so I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would that's my end on the permits is that you um you could get away without them when you're shooting inside and you really get them, especially in my I mean if you're a studio, you have to cross a lot more T's and dot I's. But for me, I when I've shot outside and need police support, that's when I've gotten the permits. Uh, I agree with um, Heather here. She says that is way different than I would have imagined, for sure. Um, so then New England, that kind of covers a group. I think most people think of Boston, but it's sort of that whole right. area. Well, Boston, what, would be what is it like? Yeah, Boston would be the most expensive for permits, but tr truly there you're working with, depending if you're on municipal property or if you're on private property. Um, the general rule is that don't have more than 10 people out on the street and don't block a sidewalk. And you can usually get away with a small indie thing. If you're going to have a big, large, you know, if you're bringing a $3 million movie to town, it's uh, you have to have a $5,000 bond and a permit with the state, again, if it's on municipal property, but then the permit itself can be, you know, it just depends. I mean, you go outside of Boston and you're working with your particular towns. Again, 10 on the ground. It's like <laughs> 10 people on the ground and the tripod, you can get away with a lot. So there are uh, oftentimes we'll send like a B unit to go get something. And, you know, we're like, all right, you can do that. Just um, 
often if we're going to block a street, even for our indie films, it's paying a cop detail and letting somebody know at um, a selectman's office or a clerk's office know that you're going to be filming, what you're doing, what the dates are, and hey, I'm going to pay $70 for a detail to come out and do that. Um, you get outside of Boston and it's, yeah, same thing. You're gonna be saying, hey, I'm gonna be shooting in the park and they're gonna say, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, that don't, is unreal. Don't block the street, right. don't block the sidewalk, don't destruct any property. I mean, it's especially, you're just making a deal with private property. Um, you know, if you're wanting to shoot there, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty loose and people around here are pretty excited to have you come and shoot like, Oh, are you going to get my restaurant in the shot? You know, <laughs> are you going to get, that is shot? not that in LA. And I think Jen could agree with this. That is not what happens locations here. It's like, what do you get off my property or pay me? Yeah. Right. Right. And, and Jen, unmute yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we are really friendly. You are. Yeah, Jen and I are just shaking our heads listening to you guys as I'm just like, what? What? Oh they just God. let you <laughs> and and yeah. the thing the thing that's interesting is that it Atlanta is is very quickly going that way. Um I feel very fortunate to have, have been in Atlanta earlier before things became so stringent in like Fulton County, which is where yeah. you know downtown Atlanta and the good chunk of the city is. Uh, but I mean, more and more with more studios coming in and Atlanta becoming such a desirable spot to bring filmmaking to. Uh, it is, I mean, the truth of it is it, it is getting more expensive and with that quality of work gets better. And that's the yeah. thing that, that, you know, we talk about cost going up and, and yeah, it's, it's a shame if you're doing independent work, which again, I, I, I'm a person that stands on this soapbox a lot. If you're an independent filmmaker and you want to get your film done, you're going to find a way to get it done one way or the other. I mean, you think about uh, you know, dudes like you know, all these independent filmmakers that just found a way regardless of cost. And I think it's a really important thing to, to take note of is that like, despite things getting more expensive, if you're an independent filmmaker and you find your community in whatever city that you're in, you're going to find a way to make it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's great, TC, but it sounds like Atlanta is now out and we're all moving to <laughs> New England, Austin, like and New York. Sounds like it. <laughs> well, you know, I got to give Georgia a shout out, though. I, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design. Oh, nice. Okay. I loved Georgia. Uh, I will say that 16 from, from Savannah up to Atlanta is a hellish drive, and I will never do that four-hour drive again. But Savannah really? is opening, uh, the school is is opening a back lot because of it the is, nice. yeah. It is. Yeah. So, so it's interesting also. And, and again, with, with a place like Georgia, you know, growing in, in size and obviously that's bringing technology and people and all of these things uh, at Savannah College Art and Design, they have these LED walls, uh, the LED walls that are featured in, in things like most popularly the, uh, the Mandalorian TV show with Disney plus I actually got a chance to work on one of these LED walls. That's brand new to Atlanta that literally just got built super recently. Uh, and it was with a company called uh, New East Rentals, uh, and they just got built up here in Atlanta. And they have a huge passion for bringing this technology to be more accessible for independent filmmakers. That's great. So I was able to do uh, a few spec commercials with myself and my team and, and alongside another production company that works in town. And we shot like two or three spec commercials on this on this new technology and they catered to independent work. And I think that's a huge, huge thing to keep in mind is that despite uh, the growing size of of whatever city that you're in. And I'm sure, you know, with luck, everybody wants each of our cities to to grow larger and larger. Uh, with that, more people will be more willing to work with independent filmmakers because we're the backbone of the industry a lot of the times, you know. I think the that's great in theory, but I think in <laughs> practice, Jen and I will, I, I, Jen, speak up, please. But I, I, I think I, we would disagree. I think the the bigger it gets, the less indie filmmaker friendly the city becomes. And that's what my concern is here about Austin. It's exactly what TC is saying in Atlanta, but Austin's technology is starting to, the, the, the technology companies are starting to come here. Um, it's booming and, and growth. I and mean, it's one of the fastest growing cities in the country. Uh, I, I, that makes me a little afraid that the, the, the permits and, and some of the things that independent filmmakers have been able to do consistently is going to potentially change because so much money is coming here. So many people are coming here and it's a beautiful place to be. We have everything you would ever want when it comes to filming just right in, in and around the Austin area. Um, but with so much more money and so much new technology, exactly that we have a production company here called, uh, I, I think it's called No Production House, which is doing the same Mandalorian technology that you guys are talking about in Atlanta. It's huge and it's great and it's given us all an opportunity for students 
studio space and to work, but um, it is the capital city. There's a lot of things that potentially could push the independent filmmaker out a little bit with more of the studio work that's coming in. So we as the independent world, we are really working hard to keep the backbone of Austin the way that it, the way that it is. You guys may have heard the term keep Austin weird. Part of the reason why that term exists is because Austin was always this city that had this small town feel. And that was what was really beautiful about the city growing. We could always still feel like we were in this small town and the the the, the more you know, blue collar workers had opportunities to really shine. And I don't wanna lose that as an independent filmmaker, even though there's studio work that I do, uh, I don't wanna lose that because there's so much talent and work for the independent filmmaker. So um, just what you're saying, Jen, I think it's possible that we could move in that direction of pushing out the independent filmmaker, but we wanna work really hard not to let that happen. I always guess some really quick guys. I want to put some of the audience comments up because there's some great stuff that we've uh, missed. Heather said that thinks she thinks the most she's ever paid for a permit in Austin was $180. Uh, Laura says Austin also has really gorgeous buildings downtown and bats under the bridge. Yeah, uh, I filmed like the bat. Away. <laughs> Michael, multimedia producer, he says, I guess I'll represent the UK. I know it's it's a country technically, but I'm cheating. Yeah. Great. The whole UK. We would like to know, is it, I would love to go film in London and film out there. Please give us some facts, drop some knowledge for us, Michael. We need to have you on on a future one. Uh, and Rachel says, New Englanders are super friendly. <laughs> yeah, Rachel. <laughs> Can I give a quick um, shout out to Laura, uh, Heather and Sarah? They're all members of Motivate Pictures. And so they're representing Austin big time. And I'm giving a mad shout out to, to my family because um, you guys are stepping up and representing. That shows a lot. Thank they've they've, they've yeah. come to, to represent and support. I think that says a lot about the film family that you have here in Austin. Absolutely. Let's talk about cast because I know it's a huge thing. A lot of times, you know, LA, it's, it's easy to get cast because everybody lives here. So it's easy, quote unquote. Uh, but it's also very expensive. Would love to go around, Robin, starting with um, uh, Katha, because you are in a big city as well. What is it like getting name yeah. talent? Yeah, and I just wanted to piggyback on that last thing is because New York has always had big and little. So I don't think, I think we've just operated that way. And that's how I would pivot into cast. I mean, certainly we have a lot of, as do the other cities, but we've always had a lot of TV and fighting for episodic, a lot of commercials and the independent work, so, and theater, you know. So I do feel that is one of the huge advantages of shooting in New York is that, I mean, so many people in all these different types of work um, live here or are willing to, and I usually joke with talent, you wanna come back and renew your New York visa to the LA talent. You wanna <laughs> just live here for a little while to bring your real life back. Um, and so I've had, really great um, experiences and opportunities working with, you know, name talent on small films. And again, in, you know, just they're willing to do that because they'll squeeze it in amongst their other work that they're doing. And, you know, you're getting their tele, I worked with um, Michael Boatman who was on The Good Wife and The Good Fight and his agent uh, really supported um, me as an independent filmmaker. And she would like say, okay, this is his day off. If you can make his day on that day, you can have him. So um, I really do think that's another uh, huge advantage that we have um, making all types of film, TV and commercials and in, in New York. I love it. Um, Jen, we haven't heard much from you. So what has your experience in LA been? Yeah. Getting well, name talent. Honestly, I, again, like you said, there's so many actors and, and talent in LA and casting directors out here and independent casting. I, I actually haven't found it too expensive to find cast out here because, you know, people come to LA and you have so many budding stars or people who are just starting out as well. And there's a, I think there's such a creative energy in LA that people, I, I've never had a hard time finding people who just want to collaborate and make, make things together. And um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I love finding and casting out in LA. It's always like, it's always fun and you get so much, so much variety, so many options. I've also found with name talent, I mean, we're not talking A-listers of course, but mm -hmm. like name talent we want to get here because they are here. We can usually offer a flat fee of like, yes. you know, come do six days for five grand kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you don't have to worry about, yeah. like you said, travel and things like that. So. Uh, Maurice, what's Austin like? I know you've got some good talent down there. We do. And I, I would say that, um, one of the key things you just said is like with the name talent, 
Austin is, uh, is one of those cities people want to kind of come to just in general because there's so much going on. So they're always excited just to kind of come to Austin. So um, flat fees and working around schedules has always been the, the, the best thing to be able to do. Agents and managers usually are pretty good. Uh, if you have if dates and schedules and obviously the material is good. But to be honest with you, I lived in Austin for about a decade before I moved to L.A. and lived in L.A. for about a decade and worked at the filmmaker. And then I moved back to Austin. I've been back here now, I think, six or seven years. And I go back and forth between Austin in LA. And when I went to LA, I always knew I was coming back to Austin for this specific reason, because the talent in Austin is as good as anywhere in the country. Um, and in, in addition to Motivate Pictures, I also own an acting studio called Breathe Acting Studio. And one of the things that was key for me about that was grooming and building such incredible talent, harnessing that, nurturing that, and actually keeping them local. So producing film that the actors that are in the same city can work in, which was and is a big key for me. So they didn't have to move to LA and New York, no disrespect to LA and New York, they're great, does the meccas of filmmaking and, 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 and artists, but Austin has that and losing that talent as opposed to using it here and then turning Austin into that identifi identifiable city is something that I always wanted to do. So getting actors to work here um, with the right talent, the right scripts, the talent of the level of actors, the, the Peggy Shots of the world, the Kelly Dealings of the world, the Sarah Niercos of the world um, are really, really a, a motivation to keep producing good quality work here. And they want to work, they're artists, and they, they don't want to work for free, but if they had to, to be in a good project, they will. And that's where the collaboration and the building of relationships come from. Um, when it comes to locations, people want to give homes and, and buildings because they want to nurture the talent that's here because they believe in what we, what we have. And so I really work hard at being a part of the talent pool here as well, including you know, creating um, you know, quality film. So that's, that's the key for me, even more than the name actors who I certainly work with and, and want to work with. Uh, I like the idea of building talent that, that people don't know yet. I want to give a quick shout out here. Christian, who's watching, says, it was an honor and a blessing to work with Katha. I highly recommend her. One of the best filmmakers I've ever worked with. Oh, how lovely is that? Um, and that's, I'm assuming Christian's a New Yorker. You guys aren't usually that nice, are you? Um, and yeah. M Jones says, New York City is always great accessibility to some talent. But from my experience, when it comes to creativity, people in LA are always ready to collaborate to build their brand. I know when I lived in, in New York, I did find it harder to find like-minded people. And in LA, I bump into them around every corner. Um, what would you say it's like in New England, Alicia? Finding talent here is great. We have so many actors who, I mean, all right, let's just talk about the Ben Affleck in the room. Um, <laughs> listen, all the way down from the fact that Chris Evans is now living back in Massachusetts and developing films and smaller things. We have great casting agents here. Uh, Angela Perry at Boston Casting. And we have a really good relationship with our bi-coastal people in LA and an awesome relationship with New York. So our actors are going everywhere, but the local talent that we have is great. And if you really want to see something hilarious, Ben Affleck's first role was in Voyage of the Mimi, which was an educational thing we had to watch in like the sixth grade. It's hilarious. Must but find that. <laughs> Voyage of the Mimi, go Google it. It's writing that down. Um, yeah, no, talent here is great. But not only that, we have a great pipeline for talent with colleges like Emerson in our backyard. Um, the college system here is is crazy. I think we have over 100 colleges that teach arts in the city of alone. And then you start going out to Keene State and Yale and uh, up in Dartmouth, Maine. Maine is a great, if you wanna go hide, <laughs> And make your film and really enjoy nature. Maine also has a lot of, I mean, we got Stephen King up there, but um, it's a nice retreat for a lot of actors like to go up there as well. So it's it's usually you got to dig a little bit, but with our relationships with New York and LA, um, another casting agencies like um, Slate Casting or New and Up and Coming, we've gotten so busy here that we are opening new casting agencies to handle the talent. I feel like everybody on here, you should keep Alicia's contact handy because she seems to know everything about that entire area, which I love. Oh, yes. um, really quick, we have M. Jo uh, Sharon, yay, New England. M. Jones, um, oh, no, that's, I'm sorry, that's not the right one I wanted. I wanted to do the Michael from London. He says, London is a nightmare for permits, but if you're a small enough crew, you just need to inform the local council and don't need a permit. 
Hmm. Michael, you're only like a six hour flight. Your, your flight to New England, to Boston is my flight to LA. So just come hang out. That's crazy. <laughs> Christian says, uh, I'm from Philadelphia, but reside in Syracuse, New York. And I'm friendly. Can't speak for everyone else. <laughs> that is great. Um, okay. So great for film too. TC, we already know casting's pretty much kind of, it's pretty, Atlanta's become a hub. It's not um, difficult. Let's talk about crew. Um, Atlanta, as far as because it's gotten so big, can you still get people to come out and volunteer for indie projects or for low budget? Oh man, I love this question so much. <laughs> I, I wanna I wanna piggyback off of something that Maurice said earlier, uh, and he he said a phrase that that really resonates with me because I I talk about it constantly is this idea of blue collar people. Um, in Atlanta the thing that I've noticed that's so different from Los Angeles is there's such an air of, of blue collar work. You know, a lot of the filmmakers that are here are these boots on the ground, nose to the grindstone people that just love work, period. They love studio work. They love independent work. Episodic work is, is you know, how a lot of people make their money here. They're phenomenal. You know, there's phenomenal studio work to, to pad the pockets uh, of a lot of the film base that's here. Um, but I do independent films all the time. I work on on so many of my I'm a huge supporter of, of independent film, specifically sourced in the South. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm producing short films. I'm producing commercials at, at a small budget. I'm, you know, producing my own films and yada, yada. Uh, and it's not hard at all. There's so many crew members. And what I find so interesting uh, is that so many of them are coming from everybody else's cities. Uh, I I meet people on every set that I'm on. Like, hey, I just moved here from Los Angeles because it's cheaper, and and you know I, I've just moved here from New York, I've, in New England, all of these different places. Uh, they're all coming here, and they just love the work. And and the people that are have been here, and the people that are local here, uh, share that same passion with me. That they they love studio work and they love all of that, but they also love coming on to small projects. Uh, and I think that's a huge, huge benefit to being in Atlanta is it's, it's people that just love work, just straight up love work. No matter what it is, they'll come out and do it if they like the people. And, and you know, I the South that. is friendly and, and, you know, it's always, you know, it's an inherent. Nobody asks questions of like, oh, are people in the South nice? You know, they have that like Southern charm about them. And, you know, sometimes there are negatives to it. But, you know, a lot of the times everyone just loves loves working and and that's what's great about being in Atlanta. You will find if you're looking to to move to Atlanta to start working and doing independent films and maybe getting in with some studio work, this is the place to go because again, you are going to find a group of people and that's what it's all about. Finding a group of people that that you can work with and building your team, you're going to find that team because there's just so many of us here. Uh Jen, what is your experience with LA and getting crews for low or no budget? Well, it depends because, you know, obviously we have all the unions like IATSE and then you have your Teamsters and then you have your like makeup art, like all the different unions. Um, in general, I have been flipped before. So that sometimes happens on shoots where if it's like a non-union shoot and then you get the doomed like, hey, someone's here to see you. You're like, oh, no. So, I mean, it's not hard to find crew also because you have so many if you if you are working on indie films, you have like students too that want to get work experience. You have access to a ton of of, you know, new people that want to get onset experience. Um, but in general, I'd say I've found it easier to find crew than like filming in New York. People are a little bit more flexible with rates in L.A. Um, and our, our rates are pretty competitive. Um, and non-union people are willing to work, or union people are usually willing to work non-union stuff, even though you're not technically supposed to. Uh, so yeah, it's it's easy to find people here, and you just have to make sure you don't get caught and flipped. Into <laughs> what, would pay, what would you pay a PA, a non-union PA in LA? A non-union PA, well, we we try to adhere to minimum minimum wage, which is what fourteen now. Yeah, I think it's something like 126 for 12. 126 for 12. Yeah, yeah. So we try to at least adhere to minimum wage. Like, obviously, you know, if it's like a super, super indie, we try to do favor nation rates and hey, will you come up for like 100 bucks, 120, something like that? But um, yeah. And you can find GE for like younger, younger people for like 350 for 12, maybe. Um, yeah. I mean, like I think with, G with most crew, at least pre pandemic, um, yeah. 
probably so now because people are going to work. I would say 200 a day is the most typical rate in LA for low budget. Yeah. Um, what about you, Alicia? What is what are you finding? Yeah, ultra low budget SAG or uh, excuse me or um, yeah, well a day for for an actor. If we were talking about actors, would, would is like about a little over um, 285, so like 300. So like a PA non union, we're trying to stick to around 170, 175. You can again. You know, it depends if, you know, that's for a 12, if you're doing, and because of COVID, there are a lot of French hours right now, 10 hour days. Um, so you can come back off of that a little bit, but we, we're trying to keep it. There was a thing happening for a while here where rates were slipping down to 70 for a day. And that's, and if anybody's list it gets that offer, just tell them no. And there's no such thing as a half day. But <laughs> now that there is so much work, we're seeing that rate go back up into the 170s into 200. Uh, and as we're coming into our high season, if you're a PA, you ask for the rate, ask for it. Cause you'll get it. Um, and you know, for crew around here, Oh my gosh. Uh, I I'm actually running out of crew <laughs> come to new England. My, my biggest competitor on this panel is actually Atlanta. Because uh, <laughs> people, We've got uh, people like staying on the East coast. We've go, both got really competitive tax credits. <laughs> it is so much cheaper to live down where you are. Um, <laughs> so we will have people come cut their teeth and they've got the same unions most of the time. They can like stay on, you know, mm -hmm. depending, you can stay on that side of the Mississippi. Um, so like right now I'm trying to crew up. Uh, I need grips. I need location people. I need ADs. We are moving up a lot of people who have uh, done some cut their teeth on a lot of PA work and they're all moving up right now because we have so much work because of our that's incentives. Great. It's really a very exciting time here in new England. And that's not even just the Boston area. We're talking about Rhode Island and even Connecticut. Connecticut's um, tax credit is a little interesting, but because there's so much kind of offshoot from New York, you're seeing Connecticut kind of get squeezed between Boston and New York. And there's a good amount of work there too. I mean, if you've watched a Hallmark lifetime movie it's probably come either out of boston or connecticut one studio in connecticut like pumps out i can't wait till i get to shoot my hallmark lifetime I would, christmas i, I want to do it so bad yeah i would i, I just want to point I, during covid so i've done probably about this is a weird thing but i probably and i don't know how much i should admit to this concern, <laughs> you know, what i'm trying to get into but i've probably done between 35 and 40 uh, Hallmark Lifetime movies in my they career. They pay the bills, man. Um, yeah, and they pay the bills, and and you know they're they're fun to work on. It's a small crew, and during COVID, you know, I had, I had stepped away from the Hallmark Lifetime world for for a few years at this point, uh, but I came back during COVID because it was all I was shooting. In a year, you know, a lot of these shoots are between like twelve to fifteen, twelve to sixteen days. Literally shot like six or seven of them in the course of like twenty twenty. So there's a lot shooting in Atlanta, weirdly enough. And then and then I did one weirdly enough in Wisconsin and then North Carolina. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, those movies, man. Those are they're shooting these. They're shooting these everywhere because actually right now I'm in Vancouver in Canada and they film Hallmark Christmas movies like so many. So they're shooting these things everywhere. You can play. No. Then why haven't I got one yet? Fifteen-day shoots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maurice, can you talk to us about uh, crew as far as like the rates you can kind of get away with on the lower side? Yeah. It, it, actually, it's, it's. I don't want to speak out of turn. Anybody from Austin, you know, please chime in and tell you tell me if I'm if I'm wrong about this. But the 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 difference between Austin and what I'm hearing Atlanta, New York, L.A. Uh, and New England is there's a there's more work going on in those areas than there are than, than it is here in austin there's a lot of work happening in austin but we know what's happening in atlanta now like you guys are going nuts down there. It's really great um to be there which is why a lot of people are moving there um la new york speaks for itself and the whole new england area is, is, is awesome there are a ton of shows that are starting to come back to austin there's a lot of independent filmmaking. Austin was called Little Hollywood back in the day when I first moved here. And then things and some of it was politics and, and bureaucracy that kind of when, when it came to tax incentive that took away a lot of um, the, the shows that were being filmed here and the, the films that were, that were brought here. And it's slowly starting to build up. And the reason why that's important is the crews that are here, um, like for Fear of the Walking Dead is being shot here, The Sun is being shot here. There's a lot of really incredibly talented crews that are on those shows, but because it's not as many, there's a lot of independent work that's happening. 
So, and people want to work and need to work and they need the money. So unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, cause I want to pay people the proper rates, but unfortunately for the crew, it's a little easier to get them for a much lower rate just so they can work and make ends meet, especially during the COVID world. I just shot a feature um, um, a month and a half ago uh, in the COVID protocol and you know, working through COVID protocol when there's not a ton of work, people are willing to work for a bit lower rates, whether they're um, sound uh, or, or um, uh, cinematographers. And I brought, brought my cinematographer friend from Barcelona, Spain, because I've been working with them for 15 years or so. So it's a little easier here in Austin to get competitive rates in the independent world because people just need to work. And when I say blue collar, they just want to work like they, and they're willing to work. And I love that and they don't complain. They understand the budgets are lower. They understand that the work is there. They understand that we, we and try to be respectful to the 12 hour days and not shooting 15 hour days and holding them hostage based on the lower rates that we're, we're paying, making sure the sets are running correctly. Um, so that part is, is, is really interesting here in Austin compared to everyone else, because I just think that the work is um, a little bit less than all the other places and people just want to work until we rebuild um, the industry the way that it was and the way that Atlanta and, and New York is doing right now. Keith, I'm glad you're back because Jen had said something about uh, it was harder in New York to get crew. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, I, I do disagree, um, but I do think like all these things, it is very personal to your own experience um, and the types of things you're doing. But, I, you know, I've always found, uh, you know, first of all, there is a lot of, there are a lot of crew here, uh, a lot of non-union and union crew. And I do think um, to all this stuff, it's about respect. And I think when, if somebody sees, you know, and again, because I'm not the line producer, so I'm not the one that negotiates the rate. But I think that if they feel they're being treated with respect, that you're not taking advantage of them, you know, there is that whole thing about food, <laughs> you feed them well. Um, and people know what your budget is. And if they have the time, they will work below rate. And again, it's just, I think it all comes down to everybody knows how hard, um, how hard some of these things are that we do and we are artists and nobody is, And but I think that you need to, as a filmmaker and the producers respect to things I think I picked up on that you can't take advantage of these people. They have rent, they have, you know, transportation, but that is what's nice too about New York. You don't have to rely on cars. So if you pick up somebody's Metro card um, on your crew, it's not as expensive as gas to getting to set and things like that. Um, and, you know, with social media and all these boards that we have New York city filmmakers, when um, you can put the word out, to find, you know, when you are crewing up and, um, you know, there just is similarly, I think there's a lot of workers, a lot of people do things. I think um, people, if you give them a different credit who are in the union and it'll be like, okay, I'm doing these commercials to pay my rent, but I'm doing the independent films for my soul, you know, and you can find those people, but you know, it's everything, it, none of it's ever easy. <laughs> And you brought you brought up a big point too about the commercial work. Is that there is? I'm, I'm sure it, I'm sure everybody actually has this, but especially in New England, we have some big ad houses: Mullen, Arnold Worldwide, Hill Holiday, and they're all doing big advertising campaigns that usually are reaching above our film tax incentive. So you have these folks who will do their films, do their big budget films, do indie films, our union, and then in the off season, they're doing commercial work. And it has become a great ecosystem. And then sometimes they go back to LA and they hang out or they go down to Atlanta. So the crew, and because our world is getting smaller too, the crew just keeps moving around. And yeah, it, I, I like how you said it was about respect because it is, it's about, can I get behind the story? Can I get behind, you know, what you want to do creatively? But at the end of the day, I got to pay my rent. Because we're running out of time, and I want to make sure we hit a very important one, which is locations. So the, we know that everybody has gorgeous locations. That's not the question. The question is, how hard is it to get them? Like in L.A., it's almost impossible without a certain amount of money. Um, so I'd love to round Robin on Talk to Us. Talk to us about the most expensive location you've ever gotten for, say, free or cheap um, and what it's normally like. Uh, Maurice, do you want to start with that? Oh, that's <laughs> 
That's a good one. It's a great question. Um, well, the locations here are just tremendous because Austin being the capital city and uh, all the hill country that's around, the, the skyline is, has become incredible. We got lakes and we, we got historical buildings, all types of things, um, which is really great. I, I, homes are pretty... I, pretty easy to get, including big homes, if you have the right relationships. And that's kind of the key. Everything I think about Austin is building great relationships with individuals. Um, I've been able to work in downtown office buildings, um, major, major office buildings for next to nothing because of relationships that I have with individuals that work in the building that speaks to their bosses and say, as long as you shoot at the midnight and you're done by 6 a.m. on Friday or Saturday, you can have the building obviously with some insurance and you and clean the crew and leave us some donuts we're good to go um so that 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 happens quite a bit and being able to shoot at like the pennybacker bridge and areas that are, are major kind of touristy areas um as as long as you kind of give heads up about things um it's pretty easy to get and again i don't want to speak out of term but it's pretty easy to get as long as the relationships uh, are there because i want to ask you about this mo laura says the airplane hangar where you shot founding father What's <laughs> the story with that? Uh, that's a great question. I forgot about that. That was actually shot about an hour outside of Austin uh, in Temple, Texas. And that was definitely a relationship. I have a really great friend um, who, who is a producer as well, well, who knew a guy who was a pilot and has this beautiful private plane who housed it in this amazing airplane hangar in, uh, in Temple, Texas. And he shot, he took us out for a full day and I got a chance to get all my takeoff shots. I got a chance to shoot I and mean, fly around the entire city because he was an independent pilot and shoot all our internal what? shots of the inside. And it was just tremendous. And I paid not a dime for it. Took him out for a beer. What? He came, to, he came to the screening of the film. He got a credit in the movie. And he says, anytime you ever want to do it again, let me know. I didn't pay one single dime for it. And that was all based on relationships. And I owe that to I need to be friends, friends with your friends. Yeah. Major shout out to Jesse George. Let me say that in, in, in Austin, Texas as well. And that's like I said, that's kind of what happens here uh, with me and Austin is uh, I'm big on relationships. I'm big on collaboration and with people who just want to work and do really great projects and the project's got to be great. Then I, things can get done. Uh, talk to me, Akatha, about at New York City. What's the biggest, craziest building or something you've shot well, in? I just want to piggyback on that because I did this web series and the opening scene was a skydiving part birthday party. And I was like running into a lot of resistance because it dealt with, you know, women, empty nester women, everybody in LA was like, nobody cares about your demographic and we want millennial content, yada, yada, yada. So, and I was like, well, I'll show you, you know, I'm going to make a web series. And the opening scene was a skydiving. And again, I got a skydiving plane for free. I called him up. I gave him a nice story. This was in New Jersey though. And we got to shoot a whole day. We didn't put it up in the air. And, and it was the, the cast. It was her birthday or, or she was going skydiving. And I said, look, I'm not going to pay you because I'm afraid like I'll jinx it, but I'll pay you. I'll reimburse you when you're on the ground for the skydiving. Just get them shooting you like you do and say no fear, bitches, jumping out of the plane. So I cheated a skydiving thing for the price of my actress going on a skydiving trip. But wow. I've shot um, in a bar in Midtown by Penn Station um, and restaurants. I mean, I feel like it's, it's the same thing that Maurice saying. It's first of all, everything's selling and out of respect um, and not just assuming everybody wants like this big crew coming into their location and disrupting business. And so many times it is with the restaurants that I've, I've, work deals with, you know, you say we're going to cater from you. You do all these things to make it that they're not losing business around. I shot in a health club once where we shot in the midnight. I mean, I, I try to pay for people and not locations. Ideally, that's how I like to look at it. And same thing with the permits. Um, however much I can put the money in my budget into people's hands, um, is is how you know I it's and it's all about stretching. So the basically, dollar. you're saying in New York City, it is still possible to get free locations. Oh, absolutely. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, it's like any place. You just sometimes you have to kiss a lot of frogs to find it. You know. Uh, TC and is Atlanta still got film friendly locations? 
I mean, it 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 totally does. And again, to piggyback piggyback off of what Maurice was saying, it, it's community, community, community. It's it's based on your relationships. I mean, it, it's not so much you know where you're going to shoot. You can figure out how to shoot wherever you want in the city. To be honest, with you. And, and the phenomenal thing about Atlanta and the surrounding areas is, again, there's so much diversity in what you can do here. You know, you've got Savannah, you've got the beaches, all of these different things you can you can do here. Uh, it's also what you're going to do. I mean, again, it's all about respect and we talk about respect a lot, but support your local businesses, you know, you know, feature locations, uh, that, that want, you know, you know, marketing, free marketing for their business essentially. And it's, it's a lot of that. One thing that I think is, is unique about Atlanta is there is so much, uh, studio space here as well. And I think when we're talking about locations, we should talk about a little bit about studio space, there is a lot of studio space here within Atlanta that will work for reasonable rates with filmmakers. So you want to work on a stage, uh, you know, you can find what's a reasonable, what's a reasonable rate in your mind. You know, you know, again, and it, it's, it's so difficult to answer that question because a lot of it is again, based on your relationships. So, you know, you could come up, there's a phenomenal studio. I don't know that they, they necessarily want, people to know that they, they let me use this place. But I was working on this on this uh, stage that essentially gave it to me for like $1,000 for the day, but also gave me an entire GE package, uh, an entire camera package, and they let me use half of their regular crew. Uh, wow. You know, so it was like $1,000 for like all of that. And, we, you know, we were shooting uh, Alexa Mini LF. We had a full grip electric package all this stuff. And it was because I had a relationship with them that said, Hey, I'm an independent filmmaker. I'm also a director's guild, uh, assistant director. I work constantly in the commercial world as a producer, all of these different things. I will bring you more business if you can work with me for this small project. So I did a thousand dollars a day and got all of this resource for, you know, essentially. We, sorry, we're, we only have like two minutes left. So I want to make sure if anybody has questions about a specific city that you maybe have been thinking about moving to, um, please put them in the box now. So we make sure we answer that before we're done. I do want, uh, Jen, I have had in the last, you know, a decade ago, maybe, but I don't think that you can walk into many places in LA and say, look, we can get you more business and we're going to cater yeah, for you. People don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's people think like, I think because we've had film, like people have been filming in LA for so, for so long, you think it'd be easier, but it's actually harder because I think people just know what filming entails and they've been through the gamut of like things that could go wrong or like, there's just more rules around it. And I mean, even for me, it's like, you know, oh great, we have beaches, but some beaches require dual permits. And there's all these rules, like you have to stay 15 feet away from this and you can't have trucks bigger than this. And then if you're doing, we did like fireworks for a music video. Okay, now you gotta call in the Coast Guard, which is gonna cost you 65 an hour. And then, you know, and there's such strict times that you can shoot. So it's definitely tougher, but you know what? We got great weather. We don't have to worry about rain days as much snow, you know, that kind of thing. It's so funny you it's say that awesome. because I remember specifically on one of my big music videos, it rained and the kids were supposed oh. to be out there with signs in the park, but we did it anyway. And it was actually kind of cool, but yeah. Listen, if you need snow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we do have to wrap this up. This has been so great. You guys have given us a lot of information, a lot of things to think about. Um, I, I know I was, we actually were looking at houses in Atlanta considering that, but then hearing this, it's like, well, maybe Austin's it's an easier flight to LA when I got to get back. Like this is a lot of stuff to think about. So really appreciate your time being here. Um, everybody who's watching, you can reach them. You can see their uh, handles. You can get a hold of them. And also if you're in their local area, I know they would all love to have you say hello and, and or hire them. That, that's that's yeah. 